But now let's look at the gospel, huh? And let's ask God to really reveal to us what he's trying to say. Now the gospel, if you've got your Bibles, is in John chapter 4. John chapter 4. And of course, it's a very famous reading, and this reading we use primarily for the third Sunday of Lent every year when we have people in RCIA. And it's a woman at the well. Now, if we go through this very briefly, Jesus is sitting there and this woman comes to him. Now, there's a couple things you've got to know. First of all, it was not permitted for a Jewish man to speak to a woman alone. Not permitted in the Jewish uh, law. They weren't allowed to speak at a woman. You weren't allowed to touch a woman. If you ever meet any Orthodox women, uh, men or, uh, in Erie, we have one guy out at Barron with me, they're not even allowed to shake a woman's hand because it's improper. So here we got this image. Here's Christ not even allowed to talk to a woman. First law he breaks is that one. He talks to her. Now, beyond all that, she was a Samaritan. Jews hated Samaritans. They didn't get along. Each one thought they were better than the other. And so they just completely ignored each other. So that's what happens when Jesus says, give me a drink. And she looks at him and says, you're asking me, a Samaritan and a woman for a drink? You know, going against all the cultural norms that was happening there. And then he says, but what, she, what he thirsted for is the same thing Jesus thirsts for for you, from you today. Jesus thirsted for her faith. And Jesus today thirsts for your faith. He wants to have this encounter with you. And what he asks for you in this encounter is you would believe in him. So Jesus says to you, would you give me a drink? Would you try me? Would you surrender to me? Would you give me your faith today? The invitation of Christ is for each of us to come to him in faith and make an act of faith that Christ, you are who you said you are. And she goes on and he says, if you only knew that who was asking you, you'd be asking me for water. And this water would be to everlasting life. You see, what Lent calls us to do is to make this act of faith in Christ who gives us everlasting life. You know, being a Christian isn't just about being a good person. You know, I live a Christian life. What's it mean to live a Christian life? That means I'm a good person, you know, and I, I don't hurt people, and I try to reach out and help other people. No, that is a humanitarian person. A Christian is one who has a living faith and relationship with Jesus Christ. And that clouds and that determines all the other relationships a person has in their life. It's not the divine rabbit's foot God we pull out we need him so we go to heaven and so we do well at the hockey game tonight and so we do well at the uh, when I'm going to get everything I want and help me do well on my test and help me to do, get this job, help me, help me. Divine rabbit's foot, pull him out, rub him a little bit and put him back. That is not a Christian. A Christian is one who enters into a faith relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, let's go on here because it's great. He says, when you go to the things of the world that we try to get filled, everyone who drinks this water, the water of the earth, will be thirsty again. But if you come to me in faith, I will give you the Spirit, and you will never thirst. Are you thirsty spiritually? Really thirsty? Is your heart have an emptiness in it? 
Is there something in your heart that needs filled? Is there a loneliness in there? Jesus wants to fill that. He wants to be the one because nothing else in the world will ever fill the emptiness in our heart. Our thirst will never be quenched by anything of this world. Only Jesus. And that's what he's saying. And no matter what you do, what in life, and you think it's going to be anything else, go for it. I can't stop you, huh? I can't stop you from doing anything. But I'm just telling you the truth. The only thing that will fill up the thirst in your heart is Jesus Christ. Now he goes on. And he says, he knows her intimately, huh? And so he knows us. Go get your husband. Oh, I don't have a husband. You're right. You have five. And the one you have now is not your husband. So what's he do? He tells her her sinfulness. Jesus looks at you today. Sometimes we think we're trying to hide our sinfulness from God. It can't be done. He was there when you committed that sin. You know that sin you're most ashamed of? Jesus was right there. He can tell you your sins. It's no big thing. He says to you, yeah, I know what you did. That thing you're most ashamed of. Yeah, I was right there. Admit that to me. Give that to me today. What he asks of you and he asks of me is to take our sinfulness, especially during this time of Lent, and admit it to him. Now notice, he doesn't judge her, does he? He loves her. He says, yeah, I know what you've done. But he still offers her healing, still offers her life, still offers her love. Jesus knows what you've done. He doesn't judge you. He still offers you healing. He still offers you life. He still offers you love. And when you accept that from him, life begins, huh? That's what really starts to happen. My life starts to make sense. Because here's someone that knows everything I've ever done, as uh, she goes on later to say, come and see someone who's told me everything I ever done. And yet, implicated is there, but loves me. He knows everything I've done. And he doesn't judge me. He knows all those sins, but he loves me. And that's what he offers us today. Come and see the one who's done everything, who knows everything I've ever done. Now, for those of us who are really in Christ, now what we're called to be is the Samaritan woman. We're supposed to go around and tell other people about come and know this person who knows everything you've ever done, who knows everything you've ever done and still loves us. And then she goes and she goes around to all the people of Samaria. And she says, come and see, come and see this person. And once they come and see, then I love this line, you know, get to it at the very end. It says, uh, many of them in chapter 4, verse 42. As they told the woman, no longer does our faith depend on your story. We have heard for ourselves and we know that this really is the Savior of the world. Each of us are called to invite others to know Christ. But then it's then their turn to go and enter into relationship with Christ. And so today what we do is invite you. You know, everybody know this Greg Rogers person here? This is Greg Rogers. Stand up, Greg. Come on, Greg, stand up. Say hi, Greg. Say hi to everybody. Say hi, Greg. Hi. Sit down. Okay, Greg, you know, Greg always has problems finding women. You know, so once we're out one day, and uh, as we were out at, uh, uh, we were at a football game, and he'd come over, and 
he comes to me and said, hey, Father, I'm his uh, confirmation sponsor. I said, yes, Greg. And he says, that girl over there, she looks really hot. Uh, you think you could introduce me to her, please? And I said, why, sure, Greg, because all the girls are attracted to me, of course. So I went over there and I said, hi, Samantha. Da, da. Greg wants it. Would you read somebody? I said, come here, Greg. And I invite Greg over and I says, Greg, this is Samantha. And he goes, hi, Samantha. <laughs> and then he ran away. You know, that was a terrible thing. Isn't that bad, huh? Because what happens is sometimes it's the same thing we do with Jesus. You know, we introduce people to Jesus and they go, hi, Jesus. And then they walk away. For Greg to really get to know Samantha, he would have had to spend some time with her, huh? But he didn't. He was afraid. <laughs> I'm lying, of course. Anyway, but so he would run away. And yet that's what each of us, if we're going to get to know Christ, we got to spend some time. we got to sit at his feet. The Samaritans, after they were introduced to him by the Samaritan woman, and again, introduced by one who knew her sins were forgiven, then they came and spent some time with him. Jesus knows all about you today. He wants you just to spend some time with him. To let him know, to let you know that he loves you no matter what you've done. He thirsts for your faith as you thirst for his salvation. This Lent, Spend time with him. Get to know him truly, intimately. And notice, again, it's, in the, it's inferred. The Samaritans left everything they were doing, the day in and day out work they were doing, and spent two days just listening to Christ. You and I got to sometimes put things on hold and say all this stuff is not as important is getting to know the one who loves me and gave everything for me. This Lent, please, if you haven't yet, spend time with the one who loves you. Get to know him so that you will never thirst again. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.